Welcome back to That Talking Thing. I'm Kim. I'm Jason. This is episode three, season two. And we've got three business topics. Let's get into it. All right, topic one I wrote down here, um, I wrote it down as don't be afraid to suck. And I guess my, my motivation for that, I don't get too meta every podcast, but well, a little bit, try to skip past it. I noticed while watching some of the other podcasts, I'm saying um and like a lot. And I was like, I was like, I was like, ah! I was like I'm terrible at this. I was like, maybe I'm not good at talking on camera. Let's just do writing or like, yeah, I was like, let's just stop and do it. But then I pushed through it. And I was like, no, this is good. And we're going to get better and better. And uh, that's the point. Like, you, you can't really get better unless you actually do it. You so, told me that you have grand thoughts and to put them into words, you need filler to take time while your brain translates a yeah. thought into words that can then be spoken. Yeah, that was me trying to make it sound like, oh, the reason I use filler words is I'm just smarter than everyone. I have, I have like... That's what I, I said, well, I don't use filler words. I must be really boring and, and ordinary. As I, I think that's BS. I don't know. But I, I do think I, I'm filling time because I, I don't know how to get like the idea out of my head. It's not words in there. I got to like translate it to words. And I guess what I really should do is pause. But then when if I'm scared, if I pause, like you're going to start talking. Why is that? Like, do I have to talk? I don't There's know. something organic about this type of podcast. There's something organic in that we don't necessarily plan ahead our topics too well. Right. And even the topics that we bring to the table, one of us comes with more preparation than the other because it's a topic that they've been either wrestling with that week or that morning or that day or and and the other person is put on the spot to respond and put together an opinion yeah so the maybe the more that we can loosely pre-chat through some points we want to bring up maybe that will help our thoughts be more formed but yeah loosely enough that we don't create an inorganic conversation i'm gonna take notes sometimes there's like there's a point or like an author's name i wrote down because like i want to share it did you notice in your in what you just said the likes and ums or did I just now use did, it? I'm a, I need to see. I need to be focused. I heard that what you, what one should do is like have your goal. That's why I wrote it down here. Did. Like that's the goal for this podcast is for me to recknize when I'm using filler words. Your other stuff. filler word is cares what no. I'm talking about. You know. Yeah, totally. that's okay. I'm I'm sure that I do it too. I know I recorded a little thing with my daughter, our daughter, because she saw that we were recording. She saw me mm, editing the recordings. Yeah. And I found myself using her language more. I found myself using filler words more because I was talking to a kid mm. and she was using those words. So it was almost right. like it was contagious. Yeah. This is a business topic. Let's keep it business. How oh, do not suck the, in business? The reason that I thought, well, I did think this was related to business because I was really worried. Like I probably, I shouldn't do this, but, but then I pushed through and I was like, no, we should. And I know I've done that in life and business before. And I've seen other folks not like when I'm talking to people and they have a good idea, they're like, I have a business idea. Um, but I sometimes they're scared. They're like, it's going to suck or it's, um, it's not going to work. It's not going to be as good as the other, you know, the competition that I might be going up against. And they really are scared of that. And that keeps them from doing stuff. And in reality, everyone sucks in the beginning. And we tried to explain this to our kids. It'd be one of a family talk it, topic around, you know, you're going to be bad at something Thanks. when you first try and you just got to keep doing that to get better. But then also there's a point where it's like, well, maybe you just can't get better. Like, I'm not going to be a professional football athlete. It's too late or, you know. There are lots of things in our in our day-to-day -day work that I accept 
suboptimal subperfection. Mm. When we patch up a version and it's a minor point release, there are things that we wish we snuck in there that we don't get in. Mm -hmm. There's code in our plugin that may have never been really touched for five years that if we looked yeah. at it now, it would it would embarrass us and it would yeah. it's code that sucks. <laughs> it is, but it stays in the plugin because the other things that we are working on are a priority. The other things we are yeah. improving are needed. The things that might suck the way it's coded or architected could be improved, but it isn't a broken thing. Yeah. So that's where I, hmm. how I translate your topic of don't, you know. You think about it in terms of like the product. Being suboptimal. Yeah. 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 It's okay. It's okay. And people will call you out about it and you're like, okay, that's a good thing to work on. Um, but you can't be scared of that feedback and that judgment. Your list on your phone. He has his topics on the phone, but the phone is sleepy. I need to change it to not fall asleep. All right, next topic. I'll present this one. This is about okay. being a leader, setting processes out for your team, and then as the leader, skirting the process, skipping the process, modifying the process, throwing the process out the window. And how do you avoid that? And why is it important that you don't? Mm -hmm. Did you, what, what made you think of this? I think of it specifically when you do support tickets. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think of it consciously for myself yeah. because I now have a marketing, a brand manager who is managing two people with, with them on their team. Mm -hmm. And I caught myself giving one of his direct reports a task or a suggestion uh, of a task. And I recognized, and I, I apologized and he was fine with it, the brand manager and I realized that it isn't my job to give his team members tasks. It's my job to say, I need this from your team urgently. Yeah. Or I I think this is a suggestion. You can take it or leave it, but it might be cool if. And then let that person decide how and who within the team handles that piece. Yeah. Because as the leader, if you give an individual person a task, they will prioritize it over their middle manager's task. They will say, Kim yeah. is the owner. Kim, click go on my payroll. I will do what Kim says over anything and everything. Yeah, totally. And it's hard for a team member to be stuck in a position where their manager is saying, why are you doing that? Yeah, we... Why are you recording an audiogram? Kim suggested I... What? And then you just create confusion. <clears throat> so it's as much something I've done as noticing that when you do support, yeah, you don't necessarily that... follow the process. Go ahead. Yeah. Stop. I don't routinely do support anymore. I did some over the holiday break when other folks were off and I noticed I was not tagging them the way I was supposed to. I even was showing someone that we just hired, here's how we do support. And I started typing up like my intro and I was like, oh no, there's like a canned reply for how you're supposed to intro. And I remember that was kind of a contentious talk of deciding like what that would should be. And I left it up to the support manager and I, they must have made the decision. And then it, in there was a, you know, but I just wrote it how I thought. And I was like, I should be following the processes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sets a tone and a message for everyone that the processes are important and whether or not, I think that is annoying that like triangulation or circumventing the circumventing, manager, yeah. it can become problematic. Maybe sometimes it's okay. We're a small enough company and we are more important than the other people in the business in some sense. Like sometimes it's okay to pull someone aside, but it's not fun if it happens. But he, I think I agree though. Like you shouldn't do that in general. 
but the process is there. And if you're not using the process, it's kind of, I used to, another one of, I would do is a documentation requests. I would, I would just post them in the Slack instead of like a form. And so I would say like, there's a form for this, Jason. And I'm like, do I, do I have to do that? I should, because I'm, I'm, and I think that's the point too, is maybe it's frustrating to take a little bit of extra time to do something when we feel like our time is so valuable, but in reality, the process that we came up with is supposed to be more efficient and better for the business as a whole. And we have to exemplify that for, you know, the, our, we can't expect our employees to follow it if we don't ourselves. Um, and it's funny, you brought that up as a topic, but I just read it in that book, Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wickman, which I'm a fan of. Um, just getting through it now. And it, it kind of pulls together a lot of business concepts, but it's, it's more like formulaic than some other ones. I know the E-Myth Revisited, it has ideas from that. And I like that book and asked you to read it, but there's so much filler and story in there. That's not really, just tell me what to do. You, you know, this is more just talking about what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's a quote that he, he said, what you need to show is how the new system will create efficiencies to make their lives easier and the company more successful. Cause when I had to tag a ticket and use the canned replies and do everything by the process, I realized like there's kind of friction and it didn't feel natural to me, but we made decisions is better, you know? Yeah. And so we have to show people it's better. And, and so if it's hard for me to do, it's going to be hard for them to do. And you have to convince them that it's not just busy work. It's like, this is actually important. And there's ways yeah. in the book, maybe we can talk about it later. Um, the next chapter I get to, and I'll be talking with the team, like, I forget exactly what they call it. There's some kind of like diagram you draw the life flow of like, here's why when everything's working according to the process, like everyone's job, it's like being kind, you know, you don't want to. This also relates to some work that we're starting to design where accountability flows. Yeah. And we talked about how you're, you and I will have positions in boxes that are very low on the accountability mm-hmm. flow. But yeah. when we are operating on that task, for example, when I'm doing a front-end development type task for the plugin, the person I report to, my accountability flows through right. someone, even though I sit at the end of the accountability right. flow yeah. or chart. Yeah, plan. accountability chart. Yeah. yeah. So like on the on the marketing side, you know, what are we, the CEO and COO of the company, mm-hmm. the marketing manager reports to us, but we also write blog posts. When we're filling the role yeah. as a blog author, we report to the marketing department in charge of blogs. Yes. And so there, are, that person yeah. who is head of that department is allowed to tell us when something is a do is allowed to set a process for us yeah. that they expect us to follow. Yeah. And it's, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mean, just going to like push around. We're doing good. One last business topic. This is one that you brought up, so I'll let you intro it. Yeah, also motivated by that book, Traction, by Gina Wickman. uh, Part of the process of setting your goals and values. They have a 10-year goal, is how they they phrase it in the book. We we pretty specifically have like three-year and one-year goals that we set on. That's how I typically thought of it. But I never thought, oh, like a 10-year goal. I thought of, there's also in um, like Lean Star, no, in, in EMF, they talk about a big, hairy, audacious goal, I think, or there's different ways this is phrased. And I'm like, we do have like big, hairy, audacious goal mm-hmm. of being the number one membership plugin. 
Um, the default solution was kind of how we phrased it yeah. on WordPress. And I was like, oh, I realized like that is our goal, but we don't think about that day to day. We think about kind of shorter term kind of revenue goals and um, market share goals. And I guess the, the, the main thing I want to talk about was how changing that goal or being cognizant of it changed our shorter term goals and what we're doing. Where you realize, oh, to become the default solution means what, like 80% market share in WordPress and we're at like 10 maybe. That's like, we got to grow eight times in 10 years. And when you multiply, like we, we weren't on pace to grow eight times. And that's a lot. That's kind of uncomfortably big. <laughs> but you're like, oh, what do we have to do this year to be yeah. able to grow eight times in 10 Almost years? Almost doubling every year. Yeah. Or no, yeah. that isn't true. And the market's growing at the same time. So it's kind spreadsheet. of even more. Yeah. yeah. That's why you got to yeah, use spreadsheets for these things. But I don't know. It's hard to stand back and, and set goals and make sure that your team and yourself are keeping an eye on them on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Because you and I were so involved in the day-to-day -day operations of the business. Yeah. But I think that we're now getting to this place where we can be more future thinking. Not a puppeteer per se, but sub tracing that Captain. goal, following that goal, and less involved in the day-to-day -day processes so that we can experiment or dabble in a special project or, you know, just have regular meetings where we reassess how that goal is being reached and what yeah. new things we have on the horizon that are going to help us tackle that goal. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, the work that we're doing. If I feel like as we settle on those goals, settle on the core values, settle on the shorter term goals, come up with the metrics that represent those goals more firmly, communicate that to the team, give them responsibility to do it. It's kind of like steering the ship in the same direction. And then, because all of it was kind of unwritten and it's in our heads and when we're involved in everything, we're there to be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that actually. That doesn't, and it's fun like having these mantras where like the team pushes back on us like, Oh, but isn't the goal this? And you're like, yeah, it's a good question. Maybe we. Are you at all worried about how sharing a goal with the team and then maybe not meeting certain milestones creates any type of fear and uncertainty? Because you and I are entrepreneurs by nature. We are very comfortable with uncertainty and fear and gut yeah. and decision making and moving forward and riding ebbs and flows. Yeah. It's not a skill that everyone, we don't hire for that skill and we don't necessarily curate that skill in our team. Yeah. Are you, I'm, I'm not being a negative yeah, person yeah. looking some, ahead to failure, people, but there's a comfort level that hmm, some yeah. people don't possess. I think when it comes to goals, I'm always okay with overshooting and then you come in halfway or 80%, but you had such a big goal anyway that you're really okay. Right. And it's not such a bad thing. Some some people don't feel that way. So they set a goal and they don't accomplish it. it they get bummed out about it. Defeating. Yeah. And especially if it trickles down into, you know, these are the metrics that I'm judging your job on. And you kind of give them metrics that they aren't able to perform on for some reason. Yeah. But I think also we should build a culture of openness and honesty and transparency and it's okay to fail. And when we fail, be open about it. And we don't hide that we fail and people should understand that failure is okay. And it's, this was an experiment. It didn't work back to the drawing board together. Yes. You know, um, 
Yes. Yeah, that's an important piece of it too. So that in those cases when you know we have these shorter term goals and it doesn't work yeah. out, it's like I mean, why didn't we hit the goal? Let's work on it together yeah. to get to the next. Having level. big grand goals may make certain manager decisions reach a little farther and, mm-hmm. and swing for the fences. Yeah. And if the, those sort of swing and miss, it yeah. can feel really bad and they can feel like they failed us. But I think the more that we can reassure that, you know, it was a knife's edge of certainty. It could have been wildly successful or this, what we yeah. see, what you're addressing as a failure, I'm seeing as we, we tweak one thing, we try next time and it is a grand slam. Yeah. Find find the right language to communicate that to, to the managers. Yeah, one hack I always use too is when setting the shorter term goals, there's no failure because you're always at least learning. A lot of the stuff that we try to do is an experiment. Put out a podcast or people going to watch it, <laughs> write this thing. And if you find out, no, no one watched it, you know, analyze why it didn't happen or find out. It, it, I feel like I say that a bunch of times when stuff comes up and it's like, this didn't really work actually. And it's like, well, at least we learned. What do we learn? And like, oh, we learned something? Cool. Then we can keep moving. Love it. Um, it's good. Nice. Great episode. Thank you. Good topics. We talked about not being afraid to suck. We talked about uh, following processes as leaders too. And then we talked about setting some big, hairy 10-year goals. Uh, We're going to wrap this one up and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.